Yo, welcome to G&Q Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too. Three, two, one. And we back, G&Q Review. What's going on, Grant? What's going on, Quinn? How you doing? I'm, I'm I'm doing all right. It's you know day three hundred and twenty three of the global pandemic, and you know every every day it's it's kind of like the world's sick, Grants and wait you day know. what? <laughs> I said day three hundred twenty three or whatever of the pandemic. Says so. just a rough estimate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been like tracking it. You said it as such as it's like it's a day. You know what day it is? No, it is. I got day like, 100, 323. Yeah, it's all tally marks. Just that's my entire wall. No, man, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. How about yourself? Good. You know, yeah, speaking of the pandemic, yeah, it's weird, man. Uh I'm over it. Yep. You, I want to uh, travel again. I want to go out. You're uh, willing to take the risk. You know, life is full of risks. Uh, and sometimes risks seem larger or smaller than they actually are. And you got to roll with it. Are you telling <laughs> me I should travel? Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Do whatever you want, Grant. I'm not here to, I'm not here to stop you. I'm tempted. <laughs> but anyways, um, what did we watch this week? What 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 did we watch this week? You know, I think we by this by the time this comes out, you know, Grant, it's it's going to be a very special day, and that day is Valentine's Day. We've been doing a good job, like Groundhog Day, and throwing a, a bad, you know, bad shitty film, you know, rip rip the shit out of that. I know, I know we already low key said what we're doing next week, but if you want, what theme would you have? I know today's like Pochki Day or whatever. Pochki Day. Pochki Day. I don't, I don't know what that. I don't even know what that is. It's a Polish pastry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think yesterday was a National Pizza Day. Should watch a pizza movie. What's a pizza movie? Good, <laughs> good fellas. Good pizza movie. Good fellas. <laughs> Anyways, it's gonna be Valentine's Day, uh, and to celebrate Valentine's Day, we decided to watch uh, a pretty classic rom com. Very the, classic. The name of that movie is uh, When Harry Met Sally in 1989. Which, yeah, uh, so when Harry Maselli, it's uh, 1989 American romantic comedy film written by Nora Ephron and directed by Rob Rayner. Um, it stars Billy Crystal as Harry and Meg Ryan as Sally. Uh, the story follows the title characters as they meet in Chicago just before cr- um, sharing a cross-country drive through 12 years of chance encounters in New York City. 
It's interesting. I didn't know there was only, I mean, there's only one writer credited. Usually you get a lot more, you know, cooks in the kitchen, you know, bounce some ideas off of that. I don't know how many ideas you got to bounce off to, to get a writer's credit, but I guess there's only one. She wrote everything. I guess and then you work with the director and I don't know. I feel like having more people is better because you, I mean, you, you got to get some other opinions, but this is the, I kind of disagree. You disagree. Yeah. In terms, I think oftentimes art is muddied by collaboration that's a that's a big statement there, Grant. I I guess I've just been in a number of situations where having just other people, like someone has a good idea, and it's a good idea, but someone brings up something that just makes it better, and it's I think it's agreed by by both parties. You run into some yeah. problems, you know. I'm when, thinking like, oh, yeah. I mean, when you're writing too, especially like comedy, I feel like you need to bounce off ideas. Are you saying this movie wasn't funny, Grant? Because it wasn't... No, I liked this movie. I thought it was funny. I thought the dialogue was was exceptional. Exceptional. I love the dialogue. I thought the dialogue was really well done um, at all points in the film. Interesting. All right. I, I watched this movie. I, I don't know, Grant. Here, tell me what you think. Uh, I saw this movie, and it's basically a movie where, you know, two people are are talking for an hour and a half. I mean, it they're talking about some interesting things, and there's a lot of time that's going by, and they see each other at different parts of their life, but it's basically people talking for an hour and a half. And I look at it, and I compare that to... A movie we watched a long time ago, Grant. A movie called Before Sunrise. And I thought this movie did not captivate me in the same way as that movie did. And I couldn't I can't really put my my finger on it. I guess I just wasn't naturally drawn to the characters. You know, the time jumps were a little weird for me. Really? I thought it was good. I liked, I don't know. I thought it was like a larger picture. Like, I do agree with you before Sunrise was more captivating. Um, But it was such a romantic tale that doesn't happen. Right? Like, to me... It, I mean, it's great, and it's a, I love the movie, but you're not going to fucking meet, like, I mean, how, uh, most people don't do that, and most people cannot relate, of meeting this one guy on the train, and then what, you you just spend the whole night with them, and then that's it, right? You don't see him again. That's yeah, it's a sort of fantasy. Of yeah, but it, it doesn't happen, and most people do not really, I mean... You might have something similar where you have a chance encounter with someone and then you kind of, you know, maybe get coffee for the day and then just part ways. And it's about the beauty of temperance. I, I 
there's good themes in that movie. I like the movie, but this I thought was a very, this is much more how I think love and relationships work. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that, but isn't why we watch movies for that, that fantasy element for the, the hope and desire, like, Oh man, it could be like this. You can imagine something like that. So we want to feel those emotions. This, I agree with you. For it's some very... people. <laughs> I, I, you're ta- I, so I like historical things. I like historical films and TV shows. And I don't like these big, like Marvel Avenger kind of larger i don't know where you it's all imagining and 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 all about like feeling um something can be different and like what if the world was like that like it's so cool to enter that universe for a bit i don't care about that really i but it's a story it's something that connects to me that's what i care i care about the connection of the movie to me not to fantasize i'm not I don't really think of watching film as it's not my escapism. It is a form of escapism. It's not why I watch films. Fantasy is a, is a strong and fantasize is a strong word. Um, So maybe it's not to that extent, but I'm trying to think like, what, what did you gain from this movie? What, what, what was the message? You know, can, what do they say in it? Uh, can men and women ever just be friends, Grant? Um, <laughs> Grant's I like, I plead the fifth. <laughs> well, they, I don't know. I, I just, my, okay, my favorite part of it was less, so it was like the time jumps and showing how people change. Like at the beginning, Harry and Sally, they both were not, one, not meant for each other, and two, both annoying fucking people. Like I hated both of them, right? And you don't, like Harry's insufferable and so into himself and super like edgy and just saying like the cringiest fucking things. And you're like, dude, shut up. Like, so annoying (laughs) and then sally's just like uptight high maintenance high maintenance and it's cool to see that through heartbreak they both became more human so they both had their heart broken and then they humanized and were able to empathize with this person who they both didn't really like and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Did Sally change immediately? I'm trying yeah, to think. She acted like she didn't, but she did. In, the, I guess maybe did her change come a bit later? I think of Harry. I go, okay. It, there, I think there was a clear difference after the divorce. I mean, he's talking to that like dude at the baseball game. That was a cool scene too. They're all doing the wave and. <laughs> Yeah, that was a story about like uh, how his his wife like had this Helen Helen had this whole nefarious plot, and there were a lot of I mean a lot of lies, and you're like Jesus Christ, man, and that does happen, which is 
like mind blowing that you, you get married to someone, you know, till death do us part, uh, for better, or for worse, health and sickness. And then it's, and the movers knew before he did. Yeah. <laughs> the accountant's pretty nice. So yeah, that kind of shit is there. But I mean, she was still, I guess, high uh, she maintenance. Was not, no, she wasn't. I feel like, I mean, she was to a degree because that's her personality. But I thought she was laughing at his jokes and seeing his morbid sense of humor a lot more. When mm-hmm. they were talking, like from from the start, once they met each other in the bookstore for like the last, I don't know, time the that was the last time jump, right? Like, then it stayed there. Act three, I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I thought she was a lot different, right? And she had uh, she, she was more, you know, like go with the flow and chill, and and was laughing at jokes and was not just so offended by everything and stuff like that. And yeah, I, the cool thing was like they were it was like two people and they don't I don't even think they had to have been romantically in, involved because even if the movie ended without them getting a relationship and just showed how supportive they were because they did really care about each other because they were both hurt. Right. They were in a, a period of they both got broken. Well, sh- they both got let down by a partner and they were both hurt. And I think they were drawn to each other because they did support each other through that time. Um, they were, it just became empathetic through heartbreak. And I think that's a cool thing that isn't, is really hard to capture in a realistic way. And I don't think is, is it's rarely captured in film. That sort of scenario just um showing how heartbreak sucks and you grief you know you grieve over it but it it, it you are you're able to empathize with others because of it and it kind of it humanizes um just people around you like everyone goes through shit everyone has life's tough right yeah. And I think heartbreak is one of those experiences that really can like ground a person. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Wow, dude, that's, that was that, dang. And when you start getting over it, you know, but I, I don't see that realistic depiction of, of like coming out of a relationship done ver- very often or very well. And I, I think they did a good job. I see what you mean. You mentioned that even if, you know, they didn't get together at the end, which was, in fact, the original ending, Grant, where they do not pursue a romantic relationship. Um, but really, yeah, who changed that? I don't. It's dude. You know, you look on Wikipedia, man. It's both the writer and the director thought that way, but then they eventually they realized it would be more appropriate for them to marry. Though they admit that this is generally not a realistic outcome. So I don't know. Wait. Maybe some Hollywood strong arms that need that. Wait, family. when when would they have broken up after they had sex? No, I, I, I don't think they were going to I think maybe they just stay friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like remain they, they would just 
that ending kind of New Year's Eve thing would just be like, I don't know. I, you're my best friend. <laughs> I care about you. Uh, instead of a, you know, confession of love. I'm oh, not okay. saying that. I don't know if they wrote that in. I'm just uh, spitballing here. Mm-hmm. But basically, close friends, not romantic. The end. But then, yeah, you bring it to the big wig, and they're like, "Boy, they don't, they don't, they don't get married. Audiences are not going to like this. Our popcorn sales." <laughs> For me, I would have been disappointed if they wrote in that they slept together and they never resolved that. Right? I don't oh, the think the movie just ended, <laughs> like, or like, like, the, like they ghosted they... the audience. <laughs> Like he never showed up to New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's like all right. The end. He's like walking around park thinking, and then he's like, "Yeah, they're Sally's a bitch. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Fuck that bitch." Good thing that guess they didn't. They couldn't text each other. Uh, she would have fucking. She ghosted him for like what weeks? Oh yeah, I guess. She did ghost him in the the 90s version of ghosting someone. They had the 90s version of hanging out, too, where, you know, you'd watch something together and you're just on the phone, which I don't think I've ever done. I like that. I think it'd be uncomfortable with an iPhone, but like an old school phone. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I feel like my more ear gets all sweaty with like the glass. I don't. I feel that same every time I finish a damn phone call. <laughs> you look at your phone and it's covered in like like a, a thin film of 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 sweat and something. You're, You're like, like, where did this come from? My that's ear. just rubbing all in your face. Yeah, you need that classic banana phone. Uh, it can breathe. Your face can breathe. <laughs> that is true. No one really talks about that. That definitely happens every time you take a call. Yeah, it does happen. I don't know. Does your beard help? You know, because it would cushion that. Well, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, it's like less on my face and more like my ear, I guess. Your ear? No, I don't think it helps. No, it's the sweat. It's just. Yeah, your phone looks slimy. Oh, my phone. (laughs) Yeah, no, my whole phone is covered. Like, especially it's like in 30 minute, 45 minute phone call. You're like, it's just like covered in sweat is it a guy thing i don't know i don't think so. it's got to be everyone i mean you're just pushing it. you're <laughs> smushing it right on your face and you're like hey and grandma it's, like, it's flat you know and that's why yeah we need that curvature bring the curvature back curved you know? phones maybe they'll curve it <laughs> curve it to, yeah it's like so, real yeah. heavy curve <laughs> bring back Thick that curve. phone yeah, I think that's ideal, actually. We just probably, I mean, technology constraint. Just a lot of wasted space. They want to make it compact. It's the downsides of downsides of technology, Grant. Yeah. Um, we'll say this film is, this film is iconic, I guess. There are a couple points during the film. At least that uh, brought back some some memories for me. One being, I was even, I remember being at that deli. 
Cat's uh, Deli in New York. I mean, I'm sure everyone's been there. Has been there, but I remember seeing them. They have like some sign there. It's like when Harry met Sally, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but but you remembered it enough. But I remember that sign. You yeah, watched the movie. Yeah, you're like oh fuck, this was even yeah. Damn, I'll have what she has has or what yeah. whatever. That was a. I'll have what she's having. Iconic scene. A very iconic scene. Um, I think she had to do like fake an orgasm for like three hours or something on set. It's a, an exhausting scene. You know, you got to get it just right. You got to get the fake orgasm just enough for the fake movie. Which is crazy. That is. Yeah. I think she did a good job. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good scene. Good scene. Thought, like perspective shifter, perhaps. (laughs) Woman can fake something, fake acting. Hmm. That's what I, dude. Yeah, actors and actresses. You just have to like, man. I think they're a special breed. You really just have to have like no. Like you're just not phased by any sort of judgment or being wild you know you're just like we're doing this like dude imagine doing that on set like no you couldn't do a good job at it if you're self-conscious at all about faking an orgasm for three hours in front of set i guess maybe you grow out of that quickly i'm not sure i mean afterwards someone if some if you did that scene even though if you felt confident someone was like yeah that sucked like oh that's fake as hell i mean you could still be affected by that it's not like there's some sort of God. Maybe that's why they're all arrogant, you know? No, I'm making yeah. sweeping generalizations. Um, no, I remember that uh, that pie scene as well. She's ordering, she's being all high maintenance, ordering some pie. Because I also was in some sort of acting class in the past. And I was like, for a second, I thought I was in that scene. I was like, that was my scene. Oh my God, like I was in the class and me and the girl did that scene. It all makes sense. And I was like, I like really thought about it. And I was like, no, that was a different person. <laughs> Those are two different classmates. I just heard it so many times. Uh, oh, okay. Because we're practicing and all this shit. Yeah. There goes human memory for you. I swear to God, I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, like, holy shit. I did that scene. <laughs> you didn't do the scene. I did not do that scene. <laughs> it was a completely different uh, guy, girl scene. Uh, it's funny, but you watched it a lot. I watched it so many times because I think it was for some midterm or final and people were just repeating it over and over. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> didn't do the scene. Yeah, you brought up the scene. I should have. I, I'm just looking through my notes now, but yep. um, the wave scene when Harry's talking about, you know, Helen and and he mentions that mover line. He's like, so the movers like the movers knew before you did. And Harry's like, yeah, he's like, you won't bounce back from that one right away. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I thought the dialogue was really funny. Um, Now I think about it, that guy who was talking to, that was his friend, right? Yeah. The writer? Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was just like a random dude. And I thought that made it a little bit more 
uh, he was Zesty. in the whole film. He I got know, with but her like, friend. I, I wasn't paying attention for a second. I was like, oh, he's just at the baseball game. Oh, that was the first introduction to the friend. That's why. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Is that the yeah. first time we saw that guy? I'm fairly sure. Okay. Then that that's all. Okay. Maybe I'm not crazy, Grant. No, you're big brain. Big brain. I was like, damn. Yeah. Seemingly a stranger at the baseball game. Like that hits hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's even, that's even funnier. And it goes with like the. Uh, wave right like you're just talking to this random dude and the waves going in the background you know yeah <laughs> and so the movers the movers knew i liked uh i like that scene a lot and i like the scene where the four of them him his buddy and sally and her friend they were all on the phone it's kind of shot oh in yeah an interesting yeah. way where they were going back and forth and I'm sure that's probably been done in other movies, but I don't know. It was. They both asked at the same time, do you want to come over? And then they looked and then they looked at each other because they're like, well, you can't let them come over at the same time. And then they both said no. And they both said good. Good. <laughs> and they were like, well, not good. Like, you can't come over. And just, just, yeah, good. I, night. Thought, I thought it was right hilarious, now. man. There's like things like, I thought it was smart, smart dialogue it was witty it reminded me of seinfeld you know i thought it was good i was laughing throughout um i wasn't like keeling over you know but i smart witty dialogue i don't i don't know if i laughed as much as you did i don't maybe a a light chuckle but do you okay i have a question i have a question bigger question yeah bigger question do you watch sitcoms no have you I'm, watched a sitcom yeah. through its entirety? Through its entirety? Yeah, yeah I watched uh, all of Parks and Rec. Okay. I had no idea you watched Parks and Rec? Yeah, I went through like a, a, a what's smaller than tiny, micro, a micro phase. Just, it's like a flash. I like binged all of it. I was like, oh, what, what day is it? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Did it very quickly. <laughs> But isn't that long? Like how quick? Yeah, it's long. quick. Be. It's like, I mean, there's a lot of episodes in a short amount of time. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, Did you have you rewatched it? Will you rewatch it? No, I don't. I don't rewatch a lot of things. Uh, maybe a couple okay. episodes here and there, but. Uh, did you like it? Yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, I I I don't think I'm opposed to sitcoms. I just haven't. It just made me think of like I Seinfeld popped in my head, you know, and I like it's like good writing, uh, it's situational comedy, right? Um, it's not nothing's crazy happening, but it's just smart, witty dialogue, and it makes you laugh about sometimes the absurdity, like the the scene you just pointed out, like. It's a little ridiculous, but it's funny, right? Um, yeah, it gets you. I liked uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've only I've only probably seen a season or two of that, but Curb is funny. It's if they're good. Uh, you would like Seinfeld if you like Curb. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's kind of part of why we do uh, this podcast too. Is is it's a little older, and I just haven't felt the need to you know go back but then you realize you go back and some of these 
movies. Seinfeld's and, fucking classic, dude. I, I exactly. And I, I would Don't react. Don't be a zoomer, Quinn. Be a boomer. I know. <laughs> if someone said they haven't seen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Groundhog Day. I'd be. I'd probably react the same. But I don't think a lot of people have our age. Exactly. It's a classic. You gotta watch it. Back to the Future. Classic. Back to the Future. Classic. Um, I think it's there's some value. There's really. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a larger topic. But as humans, you know, we're we're drawn to the the fresh and the new. Like just because something's like new, say like a big network pushed like a new TV show out, people are more uh, interested in checking that out and seeing that than like watching anything from like fifty years ago or twenty years ago. Even though, even if that like that item from twenty years ago, that's that's past the test of time. Like it's still relevant. Relevant. People are talking about it, and there's a reason. The likelihood that that new hot HBO show is we'll going to surpass about in eighty years, yeah, yeah, not. I mean, less likely, a lot less likely. But we're guilty. At least I'm guilty. It's we all like, are. Yeah, you see, like the nineteen. I mean, I don't care. Nineteen seventy-five <laughs> and up. You know? That's good, but below it's fine. But dude, once you get to like fifty and down. I there's a thought that crosses my mind. I I wish it wasn't as old. And we watched Metropolis was the last one we watched that was old. And I don't. It's a museum piece. Remember Quinn? It was a museum, museum piece. piece. That one was yeah. a museum piece. But uh, it, it's tough with movies because the medium has changed so much. So fucking much books. But well, I, I was going to bring up books. Yeah. yeah. But I, th- people read like I think old books almost more than new books. Do so maybe they? I'm, I don't know. I did always. I never read a book that was released that year. I always just read classics because there's so many good classics. Like if you look up like you know the top two fifty we're looking at now. If you look up like like a good top hundred list of books, none of them are made in like two thousand up none but do you think like would you would you consider like uh, a harry potter book is that is that a classic no right so but when the harry potter books were coming out i think probably people were more likely to say oh i'm gonna oh i'm gonna i, I can't wait for book four to come out versus game of thrones two game of thrones books Oh, yeah, those books, well, are those older? I was going to bring up something, like, a lot older. I don't know, some sort of, like, Catch-22. No, I was saying that's, like, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the the hot new books. But some of these older ones, uh, I don't know. It's empirically or statistically or merit. One of those, Ithacalese, they're just better books. And I think because of that, like, if it's lasted that long, you know, all the bad books just fell, fell away, fell to the wayside. Yeah, there's no, 
it's like why I don't know I don't know why some things stick around too uh, because even with this movie when Harry met Sally I saw that you know original reviews kind of just so-so I don't know it's, some people liked it some it's kind of split really yeah I don't think there was anything uh, there wasn't uh, universal acclaim I think it I think it, it was generally positive but no more than you know a, a positively received movie I don't know what gives that that sticking around factor you know when we type in like top rom-coms things to watch during Valentine's Day like this is up there and I'm sure a million other positive movies have been made it from what I read about the box office it did extremely well in the box office how well much did it better do? than they um, let's see. So, uh, it's on its opening weekend. It grossed a million. Um, the second highest grossing opening weekend for a film on fewer than 50 screens behind star Wars. Um, the director thought it would flop, but then because it opened in early July, um, and it ended up grossing 8.8 .8 million in seven seventy five uh, 775 theaters. And then it expanded theaters and ultimately grossed 92.8 million. And they thought it would, oh, the budget was only 16. So it sounds like it did really well. I think it did well. I'm, I'm primarily basing my uh, statement off of there's this article on Vulture 2014, where it's just lists. The reviews at the time, so there's like eight great reviews and eight bad reviews. Like it was a mixed bag. I wonder how many of them changed their mind. That's a dumb article. Uh, is it? It's really <laughs> the author didn't really. Well, how many people change that? Yeah, <laughs> they just listed, copied what other people said, and then asked, "Hmm." I wonder wonder what they think now. Um, well, I have a uh, my my last note. I yeah, wrote down. hit me with it. I said dialogue was superb. Really enjoyed the realism. I said realisticness of it all. I I agree with that. I, I I'm never felt cheesy. <laughs> They were able to tell a cliched tale in a new light. Wow. It's a longer than average note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I cut you off there. I agree with that. And maybe that's why I didn't like it that much was because it's it's kind of muddied like real life is. And yeah, you know, it's it not make me feel. Go and continue. Sorry, it, it, I don't. It's it's like real life, you know. This this is real life. This is maybe our thoughts aren't as clear as, you know, something that's written down and thought about and deliberated a lot. Which movies are usually like that. Um, you know, everything's kind of has a purpose, but that's not real life. A lot yeah, of things have no purpose. And maybe it has that sitcom feel because you know, like they're writing sitcoms every week. Right. So like, 
all right, cool. But you know, they're not overthinking every aspect and like every single line because they can't because they only have a week. Oh yeah, is my you, point. So like it might I see feel yeah a little more half a little half baked like this one might. Um, but I really enjoy it. Like I liked that realism, um, because I think people fucking shoot themselves. It's like you know Bo Burnham's uh, song "Lower Your Expectations." Yes. talking about he's like if you want to fall in love just lower your expectations that's all you gotta do, you gotta um, do. if you want to find love just lower your expectations and it's because people watch all these these fucking rom-coms where like the nerdy guy or whatever ends yeah, up with like banging or vice, babe or vice versa like bro no no this is much more like what really happens where I don't know. It just showed like human growth uh, through life experience, which I really liked. And then two people who, you know, like it also broke that cliche. Like, oh, we knew like at first sight, like they they were both insufferable human beings at first sight. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't even help each other grow. Life kind of beat them down. Right. Life beat them down to the point that they were more human, more grounded, more empathetic of people who weren't like them. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were open and accepting. And that vulnerability allowed them to actually realize that maybe they were a good fit. I like that story. I couldn't put it better in any other way. Grant. <laughs> so, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Well, I don't have anything else, and I think it's um, about so that time. So that means is yeah, it's that time. That, that time. The G&Q patented review, where we decide whether the true rating of When Harry Met Sally, dot, 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 don't forget the dot, 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 dot. over or under the IMDb score. And we are sitting at a 7.6 with almost 200,000 votes. It's a lot of votes. A lot, of, a lot of votes. Have you ever voted anything on IMDb? I don't know. I have an account. I know that. I think I have an account. Just probably oh. because of this podcast. Yeah. I think I have an account. I think I have an account because so you, you can uh, you can make lists and stuff. Mm. Oh, this is pretty nuts. Before we do give our rating or patented review i didn't know you could click into the rating you can click on the number of votes and then you can get a demographic like, i mean it's self-reported i guess when you make your account but you can see like u.s users non-us male female age where did you click into that uh it Do has to be set logged in no you have the, the the movie page and it's got the stars, seven point yeah. six, and then you click on the the number of votes below it. Oh, so there's a lot of eights, thirty percent or eights, right? And it's kind of crazy. I mean, you see, I mean, that's how averages work. A lot of these uh, uh, deviations will bring down the the mean. So there are almost no one, twos, and threes, but 
that'll that'll drag down the the rating as a whole. Lots of tens too. A lot like of comparatively, thirteen percent right. are tens. They're just like ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. This is the best, best movie, movie I've ever seen. Thirteen percent. Harry met Sally. Dude, but they're probably like, I love Harry Met Sally. Ten out of ten. It's the best. I don't think they're thinking too hard. No, nope. I had no idea you can click in like that. I like that. Yeah. Been doing this for a year. Some change. More than, actually, it's more like a year and a half. Probably closer to two years than one year. I got it. Yeah. Three hundred and twenty-three days. <laughs> time is time is going way too fast. And I'm not <laughs> COVID's making it go faster, I think. Like you kind of want it to go faster. Yeah, you do. Well, every day's the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. Like every day is the fucking same. I feel like it must go really fast in LA because like not even the weather changes. Oh yeah, it's, no. It's it's like it's sunny. Sunny. Still sunny. <laughs> Wear your mask. Wear two of them. Well, Quinn, I think yeah. the audience knows what I will pick, so I want you to go first. Sure. So Grantson over. Sorry to spoil you. And I'm at this point in my life, I'm in under. I don't think. Who knows? Maybe as time goes by, 7.6. 7. That means I think it's a 7.5 or below. Yeah, I think so. I just can't think of, I can't imagine myself ever watching this film again. Maybe it's an age thing. I just got to, you know, more life experience. I'm going to be beat down by life. Beat down, yeah, I need to get to a low point. I'm like, fuck, dude, I feel just like Harry. Uh, Who came on and said this is a one? One star. One star. Like when Harry met Sally trolls. Probably anybody that's like forever single or something probably just goes through every like love movie. And it's like, if I can't have love, then none of these movies can have a 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) But this is like a movie that like kind of show or whatever. For them, Um, it works out. But for the troll or the sad person that's like real real life <laughs> you don't get any girl in the end <laughs> you go yeah, you home. still have to be like harry and sally were relatively attractive people <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah well uh i'm going over i said all my reasons throughout this podcast uh i enjoyed it i can see myself watching it again. Good length. Um, I see why it's it's the rom com to uh, beat because I liked it a lot. This is your first time watching it too, right? First time watching it. Okay, but it's like the rom like we looked up like a rom com list and like this was on every list. And it's the rom com, and so was Pretty Woman. I think that was on a lot of lists. All right. When Harry met Sally, 1989. Oh, dot, dot, dot. Forgot the dot, dot, dot. What's that called? An ellipses? An ellipses. Yep. What are we doing next week, Grant? We are rolling the dice, a little RNG. Um, Which which, which dice? 
the good at dice. Oh, the good dice. Nice. Back to good. Yeah. Um, we're going to pick a number one through 250. Pick from the top 250 that we've been uh, talking about. One Harry Met Sally, just so you guys uh, have for your records, is not on the top 250. Uh, the cutoff range is, what, around eight? Yeah, I around eight. This was a seven, six. So. With, uh, a certain um, number of votes, yeah. So I'm going to roll the dice and then uh, whatever number I, we get, we're going to pull from our site, gqreview.com slash imdb dash top dash 250. Um, let's do it. You ready, Quinn? Bam. Yeah, dude. Let's hit it. One. Sixty. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said one. You're like one. It's like, damn, one. <laughs> okay. Ooh, wow. Finding Nemo. Find Nemo. This is a. Uh, maybe I'll save it for next week. A little tease. I have some thoughts about this film already. Okay. It, it invokes something. You have Disney now? What do you mean I have Disney now? Do you have Disney now? Or Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? Yeah. Disney, Disney now. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney now. I'm guessing you don't have Disney now. <laughs> um, I I do have Disney Plus. Uh, I think it's expiring soon due to a promotion, uh, and I don't think we're going to be renewing it. Okay. Well, I might hit you up. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. Um, Marlin, a clownfish, is overly cautious with his son, Nemo, who has a a foreshortened fin. When Nemo swims too close to the surface to prove himself, he is caught by a diver and horrified. Marlin must set out to find him. A blue reef fish named Dory, who has a really short memory, joins Marlin and complicates the encounter's with sharks, jellyfish, and a host of ocean dangers. Meanwhile, Nemo plots his escape from a dentist fish tank. <laughs> you look confused it's there, a, Grant. It's a horrible yeah. synopsis of the film. I thought it did all right. It was all right until it said, meanwhile, Nemo plots his escape from a dentist. Maybe I just don't remember this film. I, He's... Does he spend the majority of the film in the dentist fish tank? No, I don't think so. Not the majority of it. Yeah, doesn't he have to get like that's the end of his like lostness, right? The end. He of escapes his- the diver, I thought, and then he gets caught with like the turtles. Whatever. What All right, going home. Yeah, it's been a while been a while everyone's seen finding nemo you know this is uh again you know me and quinn watched a uh, toy story and that's like oftentimes you see like toy story like let's do toy story 2 like that's the 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 film i remember from my childhood i don't fucking remember toy story much we watched toy story 1 i was like Animation looks shitty. I don't remember any of this. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It's a whole film. <laughs> Finding Nemo, that's more up my alley. You know, Finding Nemo, Shrek, this is what uh, my peak childhood was. Well, in terms of movies that I remember and enjoyed. So, uh, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 IMDb. Finding Nemo, folks, 99. next week. How do they even? I hate the Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, like, well, it's the perfect 
fail 99%. What does that what does that mean? 99% are just good reviews. Professional people said good things. Yeah. They have everyone has their own ratings and I I don't know. Never mind. It's different. Different rant for a different time. All right, great. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Um yeah, anything else? Anything nope. else you want to add? You're going to save a little a little blurb. A little next tease. Week about, yeah. A little tease. You kind of touched yeah. on it a little bit in your little last. My last rant. Yeah. My last tyrant. Tyrate. What, tantrum. I don't know. What it was I'm more like a statement. Statement. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Um, all right. Thank you all for listening. Uh We will see you guys next week with Fine Nemo. In the meantime, please uh, follow us on social media. GQ at GQ review is our handle. We have a Twitter and an Instagram. Um, you can email us as well. Feedback at GQ review.com. We appreciate all of our emails. Um, we love people who email us and to date to date. We've watched every single um, movie suggestion emailed to us. So <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> <Are we not? laughs> see you guys next week. Peace. Bye, Nemo. <laughs>